Hey screen rats, couch potatoes, idiot box watchers, how is everybody? I'm here today with Rob Morgan, the Australian actor. You know him from films like The Proposition, Hacksaw Ridge, TV shows like The Secret She Keeps and The OA. He's a constantly working actor. He's most recently been in George and Tammy, the Showtime miniseries and the film Babylon. Uh, We have a great talk. I've worked with Rob before in the past in uh, China, so we cover a bit of that for quite a lot of it. We hit the format points eventually, but it's kind of a bit more of a pally chat for quite a lot of it. Uh, I hope you like it. It's one of my favourite ones so far. We're not going to number these things anymore. I think this is episode four, but uh, I'm not going to reference that anymore apart from when you see it on your devices. Okay, enough chat by me. Let's get on with it, shall we? What you waiting for? Come on! Roll up, roll up. Welcome to Television Times, a new podcast with your host, me, Steve Otis Gunn. We'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms. From my childhood, your childhood, the last 10 years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them and what made them laugh and cry here on Television Times. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Very well. Uh, I've got a sore back at the moment. Oh yeah, but um, I'm I'm stretching my knee. Oh, I see. You can see it, and I'm having toast and strawberry jam and a cup of coffee while I talk to you. Is that okay? That's very nice. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, delaying my own dinner to do this. Oh, um, what what can I say? You're breaking my heart. That's all right, mate. I'm trying to do intermittent fasting, but I've got to. Uh, oh. I'm not able to do it tonight because this will go too late. But you know. That's that's what I do. I usually uh, fast between 8 p.m. till 12 p.m. overnight. Um, um, but I broke today because I'm talking to you. <laughs> I've heard that's the best time to do it. Like the best. I was trying mm. to do like half seven till half eleven. I was and I was like, well, if I eat late tonight, then I can, you know, and you just end up playing games with yourself. Yes, it is. It's a fucking stupid game. Can I swear on this, by the way? <laughs> yeah, of course you can fucking swear. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's an it's absolute a, fucking nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. It's, it's ten minutes. Oh, I was ten minutes early. Oh, I went over it. Oh, fuck Jesus! I fucked it up for the whole week. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was looking. I actually, for the first few days, I noticed when I ate dinner, and if I ate dinner at like seven twelve or something, I wrote it on the on the chalkboard, <laughs> so the next morning I could go. Oh, I can actually eat at ten twelve. <laughs> this is all right or whatever, you know. <laughs> like, sitting there with stupid. my stomach gurgling, <laughs> trying to have another black coffee to fucking settle it down. Absolutely insane. This is what we do. Anyway, um, how are you? you? You look great. You look healthy, and uh, um, oh. it's, it's really great to see you after so many years. Eight years. I know. Long Geez, well, well, one of the points I do put in, so I'll just put, a, even though we're chatting, I mean, this is supposed to be a chat. It's not supposed to be all formal stuff, not with me and you. One of the things I do say is um, like how we know each other. Oh, yes. So I, I, I can just uh, put that in here, really. Because, um, <laughs> did you, do you know, can I just say that? Yeah, go on. You were the boogeyman. Everyone was so frightened. Who's, who's he going to recording? Who's he not going to record? Yeah, exactly. It was like, who, who is he? What's he going to fucking do? So we should explain this. So Rob was working on... A show which we cannot mention for legal reasons for fear of being sued regarding what I'm about to say about it. In Beijing, and I was flown in as an audio dubbing engineer. And nobody knew who the hell I was. So I just appeared in this hotel in the outskirts of Beijing. Yes. And everyone was like, who is he? What is, what's he here for? Because they were told that the show was going to be in English. And they'd spent all this money on equipment. Yeah. To, and they'd rehearsed in it. You were rehearsing in English in yeah. that massive hangar, right? And there's me going around, like, recording everyone, 
sort of getting it all translated into Mandarin. It was all very confusing. It was. I think everyone, nobody told you guys, did they? So not a, not a word. No, but you know, the Chinese are very secretive when it comes to what they're going to really do. And, I don't and, think it was the Chinese holding the secrets, though, was it, in that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just the production. <laughs> But um, yeah, I know. anyway, but no, not nothing against China. No, no, the great people, my friends there, but um, the production people were very sneaky. But anyway, all w- turned out well. I, I remained, <laughs> but the show died. <laughs> the show did die. It did. So yeah, with that live show, that was obviously done with um, massive, massive creatures. Massive. They were really great. And it was the biggest touring show in the world for, for about two years when it started in the United States and England and Australia. And the, the amount of time and trucks they used to haul it around the United States, they said, fuck it, we'll, we'll sell it to the Chinese. And they did. And yeah, the Chinese, unfortunately, just didn't know what to do with it. Do you remember, you, you were there, I don't know, um, they had this huge um, circus tent. It was basically that. And right next to the bird's nest uh, in, in Beijing. Yeah, was, I remember it being built. Were you there? I was there when the roof went on, I think I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, do you remember the, the storm that came through? It yeah, blew yeah. the whole thing almost down. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, there were there was the roof came off about three times in in the sandstorm. Yes, and then various uh, spanners <laughs> and adjustable wrenches were falling from various heights. Come and work in China. It was mental. <laughs> Am I right? We got sent home quite a few times because the temperature got to some sort of in, insanely illegal number. Um, I can't remember. Um, it, it got very, very hot. But I, I had one bad experience there, if, if I may. Um, my father died when I was there. Oh, and sorry, it was Ron. very sad. Uh, and I couldn't get my passport back in time to get back for the funeral because they were just slow in their process. Yeah. And that was that. But apart from that, and I love my dad dearly, Welshman. I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. The, the people, the people you'd meet, the people walking around the street, a beautiful, beautiful time, and it was really great. I mean, I met you, and I, I keep in touch with a couple of people in the show, so it was great. I look back on it very fondly, actually, because my wife obviously came out yeah. after about two months, and that was a whole ordeal trying to get the passports and the visas for that. Oh, and yes. my new, for the listener, I had a three-month-old son when I flew out to Beijing, and I didn't see him for two months by the time he landed. So he landed in this taxi. We didn't land in taxi, that would be weird. He landed in a plane, got in a taxi, and there was this big white baby. <laughs> and we'd sort of haul him around Beijing and, and people would just come up and kiss him. They'd just kind of kiss him. Yeah. They just think it was okay to come and kiss him. He was like the little star of the area when he went out. It was, it was, it was the second cute. coming, mate. <laughs> Do you remember when he got covered in beer? Yes. I, I remember I remember so your awful. wife and your, your beautiful child. I remember. I remember those nights we'd sit at that big open-air bar place, like a German Oktoberfest place, you know, just, it was a good time. I mean, it was such a joy to meet you and uh, we got on famously. Oh yeah, Yeah, I loved you, of course. Well, it was a a weird time because I was all set to come out for quite a long time. Yes. um, Relocating the family and everything and then... At some point, it, uh, I don't know what I can say on here. I'll have to, I'll dub over some of this. I'll make some noises over some of this. But I was brought out on the wrong visa by the production company. Oh, dear. So me and one other actor who we both know got mm. sent to Hong Kong on a visa run with fake documents. <laughs> 
and then we had to apply for a visa and i had to go into like proper i mean at least this was hong kong before chinese total rule yeah and i have to go into this like visa office knowing full well that what i was saying was lies oh. and hand them this fake piece of paper in hope that i get the right visa anyway all that all that worked out okay it was me and um another guy and we we had a great old time staying in the nova hotel eating wonderful food and hanging around hong kong it was brilliant we didn't have anything to do apart from wait for this was it yes yes yes. (laughs) and um i was trying to keep him out of it and um yeah so we had a great time me and him we're walking around having a great time eating food taking in all the sights and then i flew back my wife and child had been in beijing about a week i flew back and I walked in to a production meeting where they were telling us that the show was being pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking waste of time. <laughs> Regarding the fake documents handed to me by the Chinese producers to take to Hong Kong to obtain a Chinese visa, these were only handed to me last minute and I only found out they weren't real shortly before applying. This has got nothing to do with the UK, Australia or American producers purely the made-up Chinese production company that was created in Beijing at the time. Even before that, when I was there about a week or two, they decided some of the dubbing, we went over it with an interpreter. And I remember there was a line in the show, something about one of the characters having a hat. We had the recording of it and it said, titty hat. (laughs) And then from that one, we flagged up loads more. And then it transpired that there was like about 15 of them. So they flew me and the director to Shanghai (laughs) to (laughs) re-record with the original cast of... I cannot mention the name of the film because it's the same name as the show. ...who do the voiceovers for the actual films in China. Right. Right. And I got I got to spend like two days in Shanghai doing that and then editing it on the plane on the way back. Oh my god. It was just like there was just like fucking money. It was like money was no object in some ways. Yeah, I don't know. I mean the audiences um weren't huge. No. Yeah, and they didn't know how to sell it whether it was a kids show or a young adult show or just a, a theatrical spectacular. Yeah. So it was a fucking mess. Yeah. But um I had fun, met great people. And they paid me enough money to have fun. Yeah, me too. And send money home. So. <laughs> did you? How did you feel, actually? I mean, I'm sure I've asked you, but how did you feel when you would go on stage and you would speak, knowing that it's probably me and just a few other people that can hear you, and you were trying to sync up with the sample of Chinese language that I was pressing? <laughs> it, it was very hard. Because I tried so hard to get it to come out of your mouth or to look like it came out of your mouth. It was so difficult. You, you were, you were marvellous. Um, it was very hard. You get through it as as the uh, professional that I am. You just have to work, just do it as best you can with the other actors, you know, and that, yeah. that's the hardest thing because you can only control yourself, what you're doing, and a lot of a lot of stuff around us, around, people didn't care. You know, yeah. After a while, they just didn't care. You, you, know, did, and, you and end up it, doing the show for yourselves in other in a yes, way, right? Yeah. yeah. Basically, I was doing it for myself, uh, yeah. and you know, because I'm, I love the show, and I I love the the people who created it. people to do even though this is sort of informal is tell the audience who you are and a bit about yourself uh, okay me i'm robin morgan i was born in wales and moved to australia when i was a kid six years old that's why i sound the way i do um but i still call myself welsh because, because i'm just an arrogant fucker <laughs> and um but i, I love the, uh, the welsh the welsh poetic core yeah <laughs> anyway 
And uh, I grew up uh, I, uh, in the country, Australia. I became a, a boxing champion, professional boxer. I um, fell in love with a girl, so I joined an amateur drama company and then went to drama school after that. I uh, worked a lot in Australia in a lot of theatre and television and some films. And then I left the industry because I had a family and I wasn't making enough money. I was selling cars, Subarus, by the way. Wow. Uh, and uh, then I got... Uh, in my uh, 40s, uh, I got the gig doing... The show we cannot mention. Um, which was great. And they chose me out of all the people they could have chose throughout the world because they liked me. That brought me to America. So I got my uh, green card. I, I worked a lot of film and television here. I still do. I still am. I'm still here now in Los Angeles. Yeah. I got my US citizenship because it's easier to come and go with a US citizenship. Yeah. So, um, I, um, so my family are back in Australia. Um, I go back and forth and, you know, me, um, I don't know, uh, it's a long journey to get to this very point. It's very spiritual. You got, you have, I personally had to fight a lot of things of not being frustrated, angry, what have you, as a, as a human being, as an actor. Yeah. And I feel very good being here. You know, my work is good. I, um, I get a lot of great auditions and great shows. Some I get, some I don't. Yeah. And. Here it's longevity. Um, like for me at my age to come in and say, hey, here I am, I, I had to earn people say, oh, he's good, please um, ask him to audition, ask him to come and see us. Yeah. It takes a long, long time. And there's a lot of a lot of flip-flopping here. There's a lot of bullshit, a lot of people who don't work. But, you know, I'm here by myself. I, I live in a very huge movie trailer on a hill next to a graveyard in Glendale. <laughs> Glendale, okay. Glendale, remember that. Um and I'm very, very fortunate. I have some great friends. Um, I've worked with some great people. The last film I did was with Brad Pitt. Yeah, and, so, yeah, um, Babylon. Yeah, Babylon. And it, it was an interesting film. Again, it was, it was like, it's too big and what do you do with it? It's really strange. Yeah. But that's the truth of it, you know. And, uh, you know, some good TV and what have you. And I'm still doing that. And I'm going back to Australia to do some, um, who'll hear this? I can't say, can't say what I'll be doing. That's okay, Rob. How long do you spend in LA now compared to, do you basically live in LA and just go to Australia on breaks? Yes, I do that. Right. Um, I don't want to bring my family here. Um, until he finishes high school, he's in year eleven. We're sixteen. I don't want to take him out of school because it's very hard here and it's it's very difficult. He's still working out what the hell he wants to do. And I, who who knows what you want to do when you're sixteen? Yeah. And you know, so they're there. Um, you know, this is just the choices you make, and uh, you, people accept that. You know, sure. Uh, and we accept that. My eldest son, who's almost thirty, because I'm an older man. <laughs> He's okay. Not that old. Still looks the same. He hasn't aged a day. No, I haven't. I'm very fit. No, you haven't. No, um, it's all the boxing. Uh, there was the boxing. Yes, I've seen um, him do it backstage. He's he's okay, but uh, I I spend a lot of time here because um, I choose to. It's, it's no, no other argument for it except I choose. It's to. It's where the work is, I guess. It is the work, even though there's a writer's strike here at the moment. Yes, of course. Um, and that's why I'm fortunate. I can go and work in other places like Australia. And, of course, yeah. I have a I have a British passport too, so I can work there as well. He's an international <laughs> man of mystery. I do enjoy seeing you in many things. I mean, I did watch um, George and Tammy. We watched the oh, whole yes. season of that. That was fantastic. Did you like it? 
I loved it. And I haven't watched the whole season. I haven't I have watched to it. Say, I have to say, I mean, I loved you in it, but I loved the whole show. And I'm not a country, I'm not a country guy at all. Mm. And when I found out that um, Jessica Chastain and, and Michael Shannon were actually singing. Yeah, it, blew, singing. it blew me and my wife's minds. I mean, we couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, I, I was in yeah. the studio once. Uh, you know this, uh, the scene uh, where I'm listening to the cut of one of the songs he's singing? And, I and, do know the yeah, scene, yeah. And uh, yeah. I was like, fuck, he's, he's all right, you know, for, for a country <laughs> singer. <laughs> but, you know, um, hmm. and I, 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 I have uh, no qualms saying that uh, my time with Michael Shannon was great. He's a generous person and we had such a good connection, ever so brief, really a, a personal connection just... Yeah, just talking, shooting the shit, and Jessica Chastain was was um, very welcoming, you know. And I don't get intimidated by people anymore. I never used to, but uh, even when I was young. Yeah. Uh, but these people are—they're just good people, and most good people who are about the work. You know, there's all the trappings around it, all the bullshit, but it's about the work. And Michael Shannon's a really fine actor. And so is Jessica yeah. Chastain. She's great. And my friend. And so are you. Yeah, I am. They're, they're fortunate to have me. Sitting there on a sofa with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean. I know. But I, know. I, I remember saying to Jessica Chastain when she won her Oscar. Uh-huh. And we were, and I saw her a, f- a few days later and said, congratulations. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to work with you. And she said, Rob, Rob, I'm grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's such wow. a such a truthful but wanky thing, but she actually meant it. It was really nice, high praise indeed. Yes, uh, but so look, uh, you do just good work for me. Look, I'm wanking on here a little bit. That's okay. If you can't do good work, you and it's about that business, the creativity, what you and feel when you're trying to be the essence. As I used to discuss with you, and we discuss, talked about it in Beijing about. What you get out of it is like you're doing it for yourself to give to other people to take on any way they want. Yeah. And it's like whether you're being dubbed or not, whether you're doing it in a film set, a TV set, you have to do it honestly and be there in the moment. Uh, and I'm wanking on here, mate. I'm sorry, so sorry. And that's no, okay. I'm interested. This, that, is, this is what it's about. That's what you get like when you work with good people because it's like, they're not trying to make something happen. It's just there and you get it in a great connection. And that's what I got out of the things I do. Like one of my favourite shows was uh, to do was the OA, which was a very strange, strange show. I loved the OA. So weird, though. Weird. It was such a weird show. Weird. We were hooked on that. They they cancelled the, 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 another season because they just didn't know what to do with it. And I met a good friend, Jason Isaacs, there, and he came and worked on a film I did in Australia. Oh, okay. Because I asked him to. Really? Nice. And it was a great film called Streamline. You should have a look it up. The director's okay. really good. He's He works here called Streamline. The director's Tyson Johnson. But Jason came along and he was great. And I spent hours with him trying to teach him doing an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I will have to check that good. out now. <laughs> yeah, have a look at it. But he was okay. great. He came in there and he sat with everybody and he, he started sort of throwing shit around uh, with mm. conversation like, you know, fucking you, cunt, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> he got really into it. <laughs> something like the OA yeah. did it seem as odd a show obviously when you're watching it it's cut a certain way and it started to make sense at the end of season one yeah but you sort of have to stick with it I, I didn't quite understand it because um the the journey the character I was which was the 
cop who wanted to save his wife. Yeah. I'm not spoiling it, but um, that was a si- simple singular journey. What was going on beyond that, I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. But but the funny thing, there's, there's because Jason, right, he's English, proper English chap, and I'm Australian, and uh, the, the director, I even forget his name, it's a strange name to pronounce, um, Jason and I were having a cigarette out the back and the director was listening to us and he came up to us and he said, you're not Americans. What the fuck? No one is. No one in the... <laughs> <laughs> just <It's> like... <laughs> we were just talking like you and me. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like I'm watching a show right now called Silo on Apple TV. A friend of mine's about to appear in an episode of it. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is British and they're all pretending to be American because it's such an ensemble cast mm. of people who I know aren't American. Yeah. It's hard for me to watch because I think, well, I know it was filmed in Hertfordshire <laughs> or something. I know they're all British. <laughs> Just why? Is it, why can't just they might as well have just been British, mm. you know? or just get some Americans because they are available. Um, yes, they are because but but uh, <laughs> they are. But I I find other people do American accents much better than Americans doing other accents. I find, but yes, um, I, I think it's just because the American content is so prevalent, and also you know I mean I always imagined L.A. Hollywood the work here was um better quality, and I have to say sometimes it is. Have you done any filming over here? No, no. The last time I was there um, was a long time, eight years ago, I think. Um, Well, before, just before I came there, because my, I'm dropping a name here, my good friend Ray Winston. Oh, yes. He's a mate of mine. And uh, because he used to be a boxer and I was a boxer and we met on the set of um, The Proposition, which is a great film. And um, we we just are mates and uh, we keep in contact with each other. But uh, I went over there and uh, I did a little bit of work. I did a lot of theatre there a long time ago, touring theatre from Australia, and it was really great. But film and television, no, no, because I didn't stay there. I, I, I just, I don't know. I wanted to go to America, and here I am. sort of similar thing it's like with me doing this now I now do stand-up comedy and I write and I'm doing this podcast and for me the transition from basically a backstage technical kind of person Mm. and then sort of almost out in yourself as a creative to other people is kind of difficult because I just expect people to go why the fuck would he who's he why would he do it what the Mm. guy who was doing mixing the sound on the on the play Mm. Well, who the fuck do you think he is? You yeah. know, but it's it's, know. it's very hard. But you've got to take that leap, and I've I've found it to be quite positive. Actually, I'm getting a lot of um. Well, look, you know. Steve. Always when I met you, we had the most in- wonderful conversations. You are such a broad and intelligent man. I'm not sucking up to you because, but I always felt that and knew that, and we had great times. And I'm I'm really would expect you to do something more than just press buttons. Say <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I, it's great to see you doing what you want to do because you, you, you're Thank such you. a bright human being. It's nice to see. Oh, thanks, Rob. That's, that's very sweet of you. Mm. So let's get to some uh, silly format points just for okay. some fun. Oh, I do have one question I want to ask you about your television appearances. Mm. It's just something I noticed. Um, so just bear with me. Um, the accent's bad? <laughs> Fuck you. Yes. No, the accents are fantastic always. Absolutely always. But what I have noticed <laughs> is you always play a character that is in charge of people. So let me just let me just uh, read these few out. So the OA, you're a sheriff. Yeah. 
In the secret that she keeps, you're an inspector. Mm. In the proposition, you're a sergeant. In Hacksaw Ridge, you're a colonel. Mm. So obviously people see something in you that, that <laughs> some kind of gravitas and authoritarian um, kind of uh, I, I persona. Think gravitas is the word. Um, uh, I think maybe the way I physically carry myself and also... I look at people very intently when I work. And I and this is another name, Doc, in Hacksaw Ridge. Right. I did an audition for Mel Gibson, and they sent it off, and I got the role as Colonel Sangston, or whatever the fuck his name was. Um, um, but uh, I'll tell you a story about the real guy. The mm-hmm. real guy had changed his name. The real guy in the real story um, couldn't hack it on the front, and he left. Right. And he was returned to the states after all the shit he put Private Doss through. Yeah. Anyway, but I remember Mel Gibson telling the casting guy, I want that guy because he, he's like a fucking wolf. He never stops looking at people. He fucking... Yeah. And, and because I was a fighter, you would, you would always engage intently with what you were doing. And I think yeah. that's it. I, I think maybe that's why, because I, I, I have an intensity and... Uh, I look as though I could punch the fuck out of you if, if you don't do yeah. what <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> you do look. I mean, he's an absolute sweetheart, a big softy, but he does actually look. You can look very scary. Yes, I can, can look a bit. You can look a little intense. It's a, yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah, very unnerving. <laughs> I think that's it, and uh, I'm, I'm not that short. You know, I'm, I'm six one. I think, and it's because you know a lot of actors are short. say this i don't give a fuck you know it's, it's like you know people say oh you can't talk to that person oh you can't email that you can't do that you, you can't fucking say g'day how are you or, you know it's like i know people who are who are very powerful in in this city right in, in the business the tv world yeah and you know people dance quietly around oh, can't say well i'll do that i'll move that i said g'day mate how are you good to see you again what the fuck's going on i don't care if he gives me a job great if not i can't control that but i don't maybe because i'm older now i don't give a fuck i mean if people don't want to fucking buy into saying hello to someone or say hey here i am i don't care Hello, you may be wondering why we're not hanging near the format points. Well, this was only episode four, and Rob's kind of my friend, so we kind of got off track a bit, talking about stuff and anecdotes. But come on, we'll get on with it now. Come on, let's go, let's go. Let's get some format points. <laughs> right, let's hit some format points just for com- comedic effect. I won't ask loads of them because, you know, I'm still sort of getting to grips with how this how this uh, show goes together. So, Rob, obviously, I'm not going to ask you your age, but I know that when you were a kid, there would have been some very, very, very strange things on television. <laughs> so, hey, we didn't have a fucking television when I was a kid. Did you not have a telly? Yes, I this is not going to work. Okay, that's it. The podcast is over. No, I, I remember sitting sitting on my mother's lap watching a TV in the house we lived in in Liverpool. Okay, right. And I remember watching the in Australia. Of course, we had a TV, but um, and uh, it was a long time ago. But uh, what I remember, I remember the Benny Hill show. Uh huh. Um, wildly inappropriate. Wildly inappropriate for a kid my age. I remember some a lot. Like when I was in Australia, there was a, just a, um, 
I don't remember much in England, but in Australia, I remember a lot of American shows like uh, uh, cartoons like Lassie. Lassie was Skippy a thing in Australia? Because I remember yeah, there was a thing called yes, Skippy we yeah, watched. When Skippy came out, I was sort of a late teenager. And oh, I didn't okay. give a fuck about a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot the fuck, I need it. <laughs> Get yourself some roo steaks. I'm vegetarian, I can't eat them. Anyone that knows me knows that kangaroos are by far my favourite animal on this earth. So all this talk of eating them is very, very, very naughty. The question I wanted to ask you really was, was there a TV show when you were a kid that scared the shit out of you? Oh, scared the shit out of me. Um, yes, uh, I, I was a late teenager, maybe 13, uh, maybe not. There was a film which I don't know how it got on the TV, but it was, it was called Baron Blood. It was a movie, Baron Blood. Baron Blood. I think it was Vincent Price. I don't know. But I've never been so scared as a, a sort of middling 15-year-old teenager watching that film. I was scared shitless. Before everybody starts writing in to complain that films aren't television, let me just reiterate that some of these films would have been watched on a television set because it was back in the day. Now, I might have to come up with some kind of film button in the future, but for now, we're just going to let it slide until the pod gets going. Okay, everyone? I know the accent changed, but bear with me. This one I know you're going to know. Yeah. If uh, that is not a, not a clue. What's the first TV show that you saw which had a person or a character in which gave you those funny feelings? Funny feelings. Oh. Basically, which one gave you the horn? Uh, which show oh, gave right. you the horn? Which... <laughs> 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 oh, Who was it? Come on, everyone's got um, one. No, let me think. Um, I'm just, it, it was certainly something in Australia. Was uh, oh, I think uh, I, th- I think she's passed away now, so I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. But that's oh, okay. The, the, say something complimentary. It was. It, it was. It, I think it was Skippy actress called Rowena Wallace. She was a very beautiful woman, gorgeous woman. And I was w- would have been about fifteen. Okay, and she was gorgeous. Yeah, and I thought, wow, I could look at her, trace like a fucking kangaroo all day. <laughs> There was a show called Division 4, which was a cop show, and that was pseudo-violent, you know. But no, my, my parents didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't care um, what was on. Uh, and, uh, oh, yes, okay, yeah, there, there, there was... There was um... <laughs> Go on, what's happening? Um, there was a, there was a, when I was maybe 12 or 13, I cycled very quickly home from my school. I watched Kimber the White Lion. Do, do you remember that? It was a cartoon. I don't know it, no, you'll have, to, you'll have to explain it. Kimber the White Lion. It was a cartoon. And it was like this, you know, um, basically it's like, you know, um, the Lion King. But the, way back, this is the late 60s, mate. Okay. We're talking about, and uh, if you look it up, and it's about a, a lion cub, Kimber, and uh, he uh, he had a few mates in the jungle. <laughs> and he, 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 <laughs> now you're saying Kimber the white lion, which makes me immediately think that of Simba. Did they nick that? No, I don't know, but it was Kimber the white lion. I remember. Kimber I love oh, watching Japanese. It was a Fuji yeah. TV Japanese, ah, a Japanese no. show. Yes, and now another show I loved watching when I was that was Shintaro, which is another Japanese Shintaro. Shintaro. It was a okay. half hour sort of samurai thing, and he was, it was the good ninjas, the, the bad ninjas battling it out. 
called the Iga Ninja and the something else Ninja. Well, those two were, were Japanese, I think, and uh, they were great. And also Monkey. Monkey. Oh, oh, hang on, here we go. Yes. Now, the original TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's, here's the insight. The original TV Monkey series, yeah. the woman who played the monk was gorgeous, and I loved watching her. But that was a man. That was a very – see, no, there we it was are. A so woman. A it was a woman. Yes, I know it was a woman, but the character was male. Yes. But, and we all fancied her. Yes. And that was <laughs> confusing in a time before – Before you were allowed to be confused. Tripitaka. The monk was gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous. He was. <laughs> she was. <laughs> went on tour i didn't have access to television there's nothing on in england oh, shit coronation street east Enders. i remember sitting in in my first tour i ever went on the first theater tour i went on sitting in my first digs looking at the television and what the thing that was on when i got back from the theater was the see here quiz it was a, a, a quiz show <laughs> for the deaf the thing was it contained like background music that through all the questions and i was wondering like who who wrote this and are they happy about that you know and i was like <laughs> That's all that was on. It's so beautiful and sad at the same time. (laughs) And then, like, about five years after that, I finally fucking, you know, got someone was on tour and they had a DVD player. And then we were like, oh, let's watch House. Check out this show, House. And I was like, oh, what's House? And then I started Devouring Mm. House and Alias and Monk and all these other shows at the time. So, was there a time when. I don't know what age, like in your forties and maybe fifties, where you, where you start watching telly again in a kind of um, in this kind of binge world that we now live in, or do you not watch TV? Do you not watch? No, no, I I, I don't watch um, a lot of like I used to watch a lot of <laughs> cop shows um, when I was in my thirties and forties, especially yeah. The Bill. I loved The Bill. The Bill, <laughs> really? I know. It's a soap opera. That's amazing. I know, but every British actor's in one of the episodes. Yeah, it, it was really really great. You know, and. Uh, like I would have Saturday night, English nights, where I'd have sausages and eggs. <laughs> and Go on. Baked beans this is intriguing. And watch the bill. <laughs> and, uh, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, because I love the state, you know, the, the feet walking along the fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember the characters yeah. and uh, some of them dying, some of them being fucking... But um, I didn't think of it as a soap. I thought it was a really good show. I thought it was really well. Zed Cars, I remember watching with my mum. Do you remember Zed Cars? Mom, I only know of it. I've never seen it. It's black and white, right? Yeah, I remember watching that with my mum. That was that was pretty intense. So I, I got a love for British TV uh, because I always thought the writing was really, really great, even as I, as I progressed through my life. Yeah. The writing was really, really good. I do binge watch shows if I get them on a, on a streaming service. Um, and... Uh, but I don't have the regular NBC, ABC channels no, here. No. Well, I found like um, when you do binge watch something, like say uh, the OA, when you I have mm. to keep remembering those letters the right way around. When you're watching <laughs> the OA, I remember it's, it's one of the typical shows that this happened to me on where I binge watched it. And then there was mm. a, a gap of well over a year, I think, between that and season two. Mm. And by the time season two came around, I really did need a recap because I couldn't remember. Yeah. So I had to go mm. back and sort of watch, you know, some fucking mm. asshole American YouTuber yattering on about something he doesn't understand. <laughs> I feel like your good uh, self. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I just always watch the last episode again. It all sort of comes back. 
But do you find that when you binge watch something that you you? Oh yes, absolutely. It doesn't go in. Like it doesn't go in. But there's several TV shows on at the moment which are I get on BritBox, and I do have BritBox, oh. um, which which uh, uh, I like. They're not the highest quality shows, but they're pretty good. Some of the, like, McDonald and Dodds. I'm waiting for that fucking next episode. McDonald and Dodds. What is that? Uh, it's a cop show, but it's like a this uh, Sergeant Dodds and Inspector McDonald. She's a, a really great black inspector down some sort of fucking country place in England, and okay. he's a, a doddering Sergeant Dodd. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's really they really get together, and uh, things like that. So, some of them are extremely good. Um, some of them are, you know, just comfortable because yeah, they're, they're nice. And yeah. but yes, I, I I I wait for the next series. I, I wait for the next episode. I check in every Tuesday see if the other episode has been dropped. Um, but yeah, look, uh, uh, um, I like binge watching, and I think that's. That's like a drug. It's it's the yeah, way it's, things go nowadays, yeah. you know. No, I, and I just uh, it's a hook, and uh, uh, you know, it, it way it's a good way to run your business. You binge watch, and then they you they bring you back because they have another series. It's really um, very clever. The things I liked when I watching sort of George and Tammy, knowing that it was a finite TV show, made yeah. it much more enjoyable for me. I'm, I'm <laughs> noticing that I love a miniseries. I could watch it. I love, um, I love yeah. it to be over because, like, watching Silo or watching Last of Us, things like that, I do think. So, am I going to be watching this for 10 years now? Is that my lie? Anyway, back to you. Back to you, Rob. Let's cut all that out. We don't, we're not going to get cancelled. Anyway, you need, to, you need back a job. to me. <laughs> Australia. And we're always looking out for Australian TV. We're, we yeah. watch um, even the sort of silly stuff. Like I watch the silly stuff, like what's it called? Five Bedrooms and Bump, things like that. Oh, Just like sort of light stuff. I've never seen they're it. great shows too. Um, they're fun. Yeah. And we watch um, gritty stuff like Mr. In Between, which I fucking loved. I expect you to turn up in that, to be honest with you. You should have been in that. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to tell you uh, about a show I'm, I'm creating with a friend. And but I can't because uh, um, it, it, it's very very funny, okay. and, and I just want to. We're trying to find a producing partner, and it's that's a that's the hardest part. Is it a comedy? It's a dark dark comedy. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I'd, I'd send you the link, and maybe uh, maybe I'll do that. I'll send you the actual pitch deck and the the proof of concept. You can have a giggle, okay? And, and you can tell me uh, what you think of it. Oh, okay. okay. I'll do that. I'll send the email to you tonight. Oh, thanks, Rob. I'd be absolutely honoured. So living in LA, do you get to see much uh, Australian television? Television? I don't get to watch a lot of it because I'm not there a lot. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff is, is really good, like... Uh, the Secret She Keeps was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. That was the English girl who played the lead. Really? In that, the, the bad girl. Oh. Yeah, she's English. They made a second series. Of course, I was in it. Have they really? <laughs> oh, I'll have to make a note of that. Yeah. I didn't get that. I didn't get that memo. Uh, but uh, currently, uh, um, I don't get to watch Australian TV much, mate, to be honest with you. I miss out. But I'm, I'm going back to do a TV show oh, okay. this, in the next few weeks. Really? Yeah. What's that? Can you say yeah. anything about that or not? It's, it's called High Country. Okay. No, I can't say any more about that. Okay. Watch out it for is, High Country. Uh, <laughs> 
There's a lot of secrets. You're not in any Marvel films or Star Wars. Like, oh, you're in Picard. Is that true? Is that a mistake? Are you in Picard? Yes, we did an episode of Picard. It was great fun. You're yeah. in Picard. Yes. Yeah. Did you? Were you heavily made up, or did you look like yourself? Yes, I was. Not like a not like an alien, but I had very bad scarring down my face. Yeah. Um, which uh, burn scars, and they did a good job, you know. And it's good. And they said. Uh, I asked them, do you want an American accent? No. Okay. You know, Australian? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. And they let me do it in an Australian accent. That's great. Because the guy I was working with, he's an English actor, and he, he uh, so it sounded really good, two different accents. You know, yeah. Because, you know, space. No one can hear your accent in space. <laughs> this, is my, this is my problem with Silo. It's like they don't all have to be American. This could, this could be anything. No. It's like you don't have to. Anything. You don't want a bunch of Liam Neesons wandering around going in and out of accent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> some uh, some people, yeah, I, I'm not saying a word. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I've got some laughs. That's, I did not get laughs, so that's all right. And they want me to do it again, so it couldn't have been total shit. <laughs> I'm doing another one tomorrow night in a, in a pub, a rowdy pub in... Oh, mate, okay, no. fucking hell. God bless you. They're going to love all my gags about Back to the Future too, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Nice and current. Yeah. Oh, mate. Um, I looked out of the crowd and everyone was about 25 years old and I thought, oh, man, I'm going to have to change some names here because I had Michael Flatley yeah. lined up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who? Exactly. Who the fuck is that? Just talk normally. Let's not uh, do any more of this. Let's uh, get this up. You can ask me what you want. Go on. That's all right. We'll throw the we'll throw the format away. We'll just have a chat now. Mm, okay. So, is there anything you want to plug though at the end? Plug. Just in case people actually listen to this thing. <laughs> um, oh, look! I think High Country is a good show, uh, and I'm happy to do some episodes on that. That's good. In Australia here. Um, Actually, you know, um, no, there's nothing I want to plug except me. So are you on uh, social media, like TikTok, things like that? I hate TikTok. I hate influencers. But, you know, you're in the same game. This is what you're doing. You know, we, we all are. We all play our game. Yeah, we're going to need the help. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Help me influencer Kenobi. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> well, I think we'll wrap this up, Rob. I'll right, say mate, something after off. I stop recording. But and thank thanks, you. man. I, I really appreciate this and what, what this is allowing me to do, which... Uh, you know, like as you get older, you have less friends. As a man, I think that's quite well with quite you. That's normal. That's normal. Um, yeah, less friends. With me, with like, friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm down to zero at this point. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's nice to actually be able to talk to people I like and and really admire and thank you able to have a conversation because I think we think we're in contact because we see each other on social media and things like that. But we're not really talking, and this is an actual no. talk. No. So. Um, Hopefully, if you, if this uh, all goes well, I'd love to get you back on uh, another point in time. Anytime. Um, you're my friend. I, I, I love talking to you anyway, mate. So it's, it's all good. All right. Thanks, Rob. Keep punching. Thanks for coming on. See you later. Can you hang up? I don't know how. So that was Rob Morgan or Robert Morgan, IMDb, Australian actor and former boxer. Fantastic guest. Real good talk. Uh, loved hanging out with him online, felt really, really easy to chat to, and it was really good fun. 
uh, seeing him on the other end, even though we were, what, eight hours apart for our little chat. Okay, enough of me chatting. The outro track this week is We Are Animals, which is the title track of the same album recorded in Japan. But purely because uh, Rob is Australian, We Are Animals is the only song I can remember fully writing whilst in Australia. Written in about January 2006, as I recall, recorded that same year. Hope you like it. I still do. Thank you. Bye-bye.
So there we have it. That's the song We Are Animals from the album We Are Animals, which will be remastered and put up quite soon to the interweb. Anyway, if you like this podcast, please follow the show and listen to us every week. It's only going to get better and better. Bye-bye for now. (laughs) 